0: Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9 FM, Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back, as we do every Monday between 2 to 3, where we discuss education. Chinuch. And how to be better people, how to make the world a better place, but in between, how to influence ourselves, our families, our kids, our communities, how to just bring our closer and further society closer, better, improve the world, improve the place we be, we, we're in, and just anything we need to discuss, discuss in order to live a better life and make a better world. Today on the show, I have a very special guest, which is very appropriate, I think, to discuss in between the school years. As we said, I save this topic especially for this as well. I'm speaking here with Rabbi Craig Kasev. I'm sure you all know who he is, but I will say anyways. Rabbi Kasev is the former director of the South African Board of Jewish Education and former director of the Global Jewish Education Resource Center in Israel. And today's topic is when we look for our school, for school for our kids, when we are looking to discuss their education, their future education, how important is that we outsource their Jewish education? Do we necessarily want or need or should send them to a Jewish school per se? Or can we get their Jewish education somewhere else? What are the pros and cons? What are we looking at in order to raise our children as proud South Africans and proud Jewish uh, young men and women. So the whole discussion about where the Jewish education would come into our society and preparing our kids for the next, for the life ahead of them, pretty much, is the topic we're going to be discussing today. Any thoughts you have, anything you want to comment, you want to ask, you want to say 34519 is the SMS line, feel free to message anything, or send us a telegram, 061-895-1019, <clears throat> 061-895-1019, or you know what, today, it's a chill day, a holiday, if you want to call, feel free, 101 and join us in this conversation. Good afternoon, Rabbi Kesev, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Good afternoon, Rabbi G, wonderful to be with you and with South African listeners once again. It's been a while since uh, I felt my... Myself and my spirit being a part of the South African community and, and being on the, on the radio with you. That's a great opportunity for us to chat. Um, just in case
0: we have one listener out there who doesn't know who you are, tell us a bit about you.
1: Uh, background-wise, uh, t- almost two years ago, uh, made Aliyah to Israel, prior to that for 17 years. I had worked as the director of the King David Schools and the South African Board of Jewish Education. Um, had been in the school system there for 24 years. Uh, once I made Aliyah, uh, I took a position as director of education at Unite Ed, which is a project of the Diaspora Ministry of Israel, being managed by Herzl College in Jerusalem, which um, serves to support Jewish day schools around the world uh, specifically Jewish Day Schools, and a uh, tremendous amount of funding that was coming from the, and, and continues to come from the Israeli government uh, to work with Jewish Day Schools around the world, and recently moved across to the Pincus Fund, which is a, a, a fund which is supporting startups ups um, that look to professionalize, um, attract, retain, um, support Jewish educators around the world, formal or informal. And it's, a, it's really a startup. So it funds the first part of the first two years of projects everywhere other than Israel and the United States. It will support f- projects elsewhere in the world. Wow, that sounds amazing. And we do have a lot to speak about. So then
0: uh, obviously we don't have anybody more um appropriate to speak to regarding Jewish education within the day schools and the role of Jewish education in the Jewish schools. And interesting to see that the Israeli government is investing in it, meaning they we are seeing from your side of things uh, extreme, um, I'd say, need or importance of the Jewish educational Mm -hmm. system within the schools. Before you tell us about the importance and why it's so important, we do have to take our first ad break. And when we come back, we will discuss uh, what is that importance and why is there so much investment going in there from your side. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 We are back. Just before the break, I started a fascinating discussion with Rabbi Craig Kasev, who is a former director of the Jewish Education, uh, the Board of Jewish Education, and former director of the Global Jewish Education Resource Center in Israel. And we started speaking about the importance of education and Jewish education. Before we continue the discussion, any comments, any questions you want to ask me or Rebecca Kesev or anything you'd like to mention or comment or know, please send the SMS to 34519 or Telegram 061-895-1019. So Rebecca Kesev, thanks for staying with us. And before the break, we started speaking about the importance of Jewish education, which perhaps maybe we need to take a step back and maybe first start, what is the role of education considering the schools, you know, I'm sure it's more than academics, then what is education and what is Jewish education?
1: Uh, great question. I, I mean, I've, I've always seen Jewish education as far more of a process than as a place where we send our children to get content, to get knowledge. Um, there's, there's a substantial difference between process and product, and some people think that the aim of education is to – get good results at the end to build the child's resume so that they can move on to the next stage, whereas uh, there's a much broader view of education which says education is a process that a child goes through which is made up of of learning, not just becoming learned, of learning lots of information, but um, being a person who's able to better integrate into the world around them, uh, grows their own personality, understands their passions and opportunities in the world, and 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 a, a, a school really is something far bigger than just a place of learning information. And so, um, I love using David Brooks's difference between eulogy values and resume values. Uh, that, that everyone thinks they're building a resume, but in fact, education is a process that says. Um, how am I going to be a better person? And uh, how is that knowledge going to contribute to being better, more spiritual maybe, um, more insightful, uh, better with relationships and empathy and social, emotional and mental health? How does that all contribute by being part of this thing called education so what what other we all
0: know about the um, when we talk about the academics and about the information that the kids are gaining in school what other tools and what is happening in the school that supports that process and journey and growth of education besides the academic content
1: um, well sc- we spend our we, our children spend a tremendous amount of time within the school grounds and um, and there's so many other elements schools will ensure that that children are getting not only information there'll be a whole lot of effort put into social emotional skills there'll be sports and sport is not just about winning a game it's about it's about teamwork it's about socializing connecting socializing yeah learning learning how to win and learning how to be a good loser it's all about social skills then you'll have culturals you'll have be lie in the morning where, where it's about a, a totally different relationship that is not based on uh, educator to to student but it's student to uh, individual to God and there'll be so many other parts of, um, of of a child's makeup that they are able to experiment with which is a very important part parts of schooling, able to learn more about themselves, what are their passions um, we make a big mistake sometimes. I've watched it so many times where parents think that by second grade their children have to have spent 10,000 hours playing soccer to be noticed by some scout from Manchester United and who knows where else. And and like, most most people find their passion much later as they reach their teenage years. They start seeing what their strengths are. And uh, they've lost the opportunity to... Experiment with different things, so schools are a lot about experimenting different clubs, different uh, exposure to different uh, ideas and opportunities and, uh, and and so the information transfer as critical as it is and important as it is it 's only but one small element of what a school should be um, conveying to to children.
0: I love what you said about being a good loser. And I wanted to touch base on that for a moment because I'm seeing more and more in our teenagers and kids and as we move on in life, I'm seeing more and more of the extreme. Either a person feels like a winner or he starts feeling like a loser and depressed and sad and frustrated and maybe giving up and not willing to enjoy the journey. If I don't get the results I want and I'm not a winner and I will not enjoy the journey, how do we address that? And maybe also... On a, Family level, not only in the school level. How do we teach our kids to be good losers?
1: Uh, Rabbi G, I think you, we can go so many directions with this, but <laughs> one of the things that, that, that you are raising is that we are living in a much more binary world that, uh, we, we see the world without nuance. And so it's either about winning or losing and winning is part of uh, my identity and which is connected to like what i mentioned before my resume so i need to win because i have i represent something and for my family i represent something and yet schools that's not what schools are as interested in of course it's wonderful to win the league and that's great for marketing and all those yeah. things but Don't schools have to be depressed know. If you did win yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it's wonderful to win it's wonderful to win but it's it's the 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 process that somebody goes through of becoming a sportsman which includes sportsmanship and behaviors and interaction and teams and what is it to say to people do you want to be the champion or do you want to be on a winning team you know those are two different approaches to life as well and uh, the joy of seeing somebody else's success is something that we battle with in society today and uh, as if Somebody else's success is going to diminish our own, uh, which is so untrue. It's so uh, we, we know the world has got plenty place for for everybody's for success. Everybody's does that come in under Jewish education? I would hope so. I mean, I hope all schools would would focus on something like that. Um, although we do tend to we too tend to find that 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 um, many become very focused on. This understanding of winning, because it's really connected to marketing, as opposed to the educational process. If you push them very hard, they would say that that's not really what it's about. It really is about the development of person and personality. Um, I would, I would hope that every school would see that as its primary goal, and everything else is secondary and just a nice to have. Right. So
0: we need to see more about the accomplishments and the journey, and not necessarily about the title and the being first place. That's- Totally. Compl-
1: and, and I say that as a very competitive person, right? but it's I've learned from eight years of running. Well, you did running, get to the but,
0: top, so it has to be.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm saying also running and running marathons and comrades over the years. You, you start competing for your personal best. You want to be the best um, version of who you are as opposed to trying to compete with others.
0: And, and still you need to enjoy the run.
1: Absolutely. And not only getting
0: for a place. Okay, we do need to take our, uh, another ad break. And when we come back, let's talk a bit more about curriculum and what we need to see within Jewish education and what we're looking at. So 101.9, we do need to take another break. And beforehand, just a quick announcement. Are you a good teacher? Are you truly passionate about helping children learn? Are you willing to volunteer your help? We are going to to be starting a homework helpline next year and we would love to hear from you the homework helpline is not only for children in our community but for all the children in south africa who need academic support and help to found, to find out more or to be part of this world first email info at highfm.com info at highfm.com a short ad break and we will be right back Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. 101.9 Hi FM, Rabbi G. We are back in the middle of a discussion with Rabbi Craig Kasev, who is the former um, uh, head of Board of Education in South Africa and former head of Education Global. And we are discussing the different um, The differences, or not even the differences yet, the importance, perhaps, of Jewish education and what the relevance is to today, to our nation, to our state, um, to our times in life. So let's talk a bit about the actual curriculum. What does a Jewish curriculum look like?
1: Maybe one or two just uh, fundamental statements around that, and that is – there's no such thing I suppose as a as a international curriculum where one of the things when we started looking at the, at the global uh, platform for 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 schools around the world, we realized that nobody can come along and say this is it which this is what every child needs to know no matter their background because um there's so many different ideologies or approaches that everybody wants something different and because of that, we actually realized that there's so many curricula collecting dust on shelves around the world that, that we weren't going to add to that, and it actually started becoming a collection of curricula around the world and content. Is uh, that based on different it,
0: countries and nationals, or but, specifically every child is different? Uh,
1: different different countries and also different ideology, ideologies within the same country. You find that two schools within the same country are, are are so different in their approach to what they believe is essential for a Jewish education, that's what would be taught in one school. Another school wouldn't want to teach. And yet you turn around and say, but it's all the same Torah. It's all the same. This is the tradition. How can it be that, that, that two schools down the road, a, a kilometer away from one another are going to have to teach something so different? Um, and, and, and so when we looked at it, we realized there's no such thing as, as a international curriculum. But, um, there's, there's some key essentials that I think do do need to be spoken about? Uh, what we saw okay. is a tremendous difference between uh, schools that want to, as I mentioned before, convey content, as opposed to schools who want to convey what they would refer to as spirituality, content, be uh, a relevance to to contemporary times. So, um, is the school conveying the information in a way that is speaking to the child in their? Current lifestyle, current uh, environment, um, or is there something that is in actual fact, objectively required for a child to learn? And then, and then, and then, connected to both those, is it necessarily something different, or can they in fact be the same thing? Um,
0: and it, we is is part of it also the Jewish identity, or identity yeah, so, is not so much part of that.
1: Your yeah, identity is key to it. One of the key reasons for having Jewish day schools and the impact of Jewish day schools is definitely around Jewish identity, which people define differently, um, and and uh, and feeding their identity seems to come at times from different places. So for for some it would be a religious identity, others it might be history, it may be cultural, um, and and it's really important that we do have Jewish day schools that relate to. The variety of different definitions of Jewish identity, such that every every Jewish child, every Jewish family finds their way to enhance their Jewish identity through their Jewish day school. And uh, I suppose that's the beauty of your places like South Africa, which so many different Jewish day schools coming from different perspectives. Um, that's critically important. Everyone finds their home and actually finds their their way in for their child and their family to enhance the Jewish identity.
0: Why is it important to have it through a school? Can a family not send to a regular school and then say, well, we're giving our Jewish identity to our children at home, maybe over Shabbos, maybe just in uh you know discussions or role modeling, why does it have to be through school?
1: G., uh, you're asking someone who's the biggest supporter of Jewish day schools that you'll find. Um, there's a critical difference. That, between, that's the one who
0: should answer yeah. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Certain families are capable of doing that. Um we do know that in Jewish law it was the parent who needed to teach the child. Right? It's our our responsibility as parents is to teach our children. Um it was only you ha- you only need to go back two thousand years more where it's already it was reaching a stage where families were not conveying, we didn't have the time. They were out in the works workspace. We do know all the story of the who's at the tailor whose own children aren't wearing the clothes uh, wearing yeah. great clothing but it it already became a situation where parents were not able to not able to give the time and the commitment and they themselves then became not learned enough to be able to convey Jewish uh, tradition and education over to their children so Jewish day schools became um enacted in every city and every town around the Jewish world such that there would be educators who would then convey it on behalf of the parents, conveying on behalf of the parents uh, is only a small element because the Jewish home is still a critical and the most important contributor to Jewish identity. So Jewish day schools convey a huge amount, but from all the research that I've seen and even the research we did when I was uh, in, in running schools, it is it's is the home that is absolutely key for a child to see a parent who's involved in com- Jewish community life for a child to see a parent who who is supportive of the Jewish day school, it makes a world of difference for the learning that that child is going to have in the Jewish school. And when there's um, there, there's really a, a, there's no difference, there's dissonance between what the child is learning at school. When they come home and the parent says, no, no, that's for you to keep at school. At home we do things differently. There, there needs to be a consistency of approach between the school and the home And that'll serve to enhance even more. So Jewish families are, you can never take them out of the equation. Leading by example.
0: Leading by example, definitely. Are we not facing a bit of a risk that parents will feel, okay, I've handed over my child to the school and there goes my responsibility to give Jewish education and the school can do it. And I'm sure the schools are doing a great job, but kind of stepping aside and not being as proactive.
1: We do see that in places around the world. I mean, that, that definitely does take place. Um, I've done my Jewish thing. I've given my child to a Jewish school. Please make them let, let them learn a lot, but uh, but not too much. Uh, i <laughs> facetious. No, but in the UK, for example, there's a tremendous um, where where the numbers of, of of pupils attending Jewish schools is is growing all the time. It's one of the places in the world where we see the percentage is is continuing increasing, but. Uh, shuls are seeing less participation. Uh, youth movements are seeing less participation because parents are saying, I'm, uh, my children are involved Jewishly. They go into the Jewish school, so we don't need to take them anymore as much to shul or to send them to to youth movements, whereas we know the totality of Jewish life includes formal learning and informal learning, and it's, Judaism is a 24-7 involvement. So th- th- there is the risk, as you say, but rather that risk than than sending a child to a school which is not a Jewish school, and which we can talk about, where in actual fact where it it becomes an absolute side issue alone, or you'll get it only maybe if there's a lesson in Hebrew, or only because a Jewish school is a Jewish school. It's it's a totality. It's from the moment you arrive, from to the to never leaving. The experience is Jewish. Uh, the speakers who come and speak the. The, the kosher tuck shop, the, the fast days where there's nothing available, the, the words we hear and the experiences we have, it's a totality and Judaism is a totality of life. It's a sense of belonging. It's a, it's not just something that happens, oh, when I bump into it, um, which is part of the idea of a Jewish day school, which is immersion into into it. So the family's part of that, the school's part of it, and all of it becomes part of something far greater when working together.
0: So in other words you're saying that part of the risk of sending your child to a non-Jewish school is that his Judaism will become an external part of his life instead of an internal part of his life. Would you agree with that?
1: I, I would I would certainly say that um especially where the family themselves are not um very connected, and themselves immerse, immersing their family in, a, in, a, in a, their children in the Jewish experience at home. Um, because when they move out of that and they go into a school that's not a Jewish school, um, it's exactly what it becomes. It's not. There's no. There's no issue going on in the school about more time for Judaica or less, more time for for general studies. Um, should I be doing this? or shouldn't I be doing that. It's. 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 If it's available in that particular school, maybe they'll get an hour or two of Hebrew, maybe they get hour, maybe even a half an hour, hour of, of Jewish studies from someone coming to teach. But it would be probably similar to someone who just go get supplementary school. I mean, that's a huge thing in the States where a tiny percentage of your general community are in Jewish schools. Most of those who get Jewish education are getting Sunday school or supplementary education through their community or through something on the weekend. And so my Jewish thing is two hours a week when I arrive at the lesson, which is very externalized from an integrated approach to, to, to Jewish identity. So I'm quite
0: aware that I am speaking to uh, the former director of the Jewish Board of Education and you do, you were standing heads of of King David and schools here. However, what other roles in the community do we have for Jewish education? What are the roles of the shuls, of the community leaders, of families? Together with the schools, there's gotta be other areas of creating Jewish life internal within the child and young adults. What are the different roles?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Jewish education, as I said, is a totality. You almost got to see it as one big umbrella and inside of it are smaller, smaller parts, uh, which make up, which make up the whole. Um, as we've spoken about the family and the school, there's youth movements, which are uh, critically important. There's the synagogues, the shuls, which, which all play, which play a role. Um, there's, I mean, for, for me, when you look at, uh, take a community like a South African Jewish community, there is the community outreach work. Um, so important is that um, as they go gro- growing up, they realize they're part of something so much bigger than themselves. And if you look at a community, whether it's aged, with those in need, how am I part of that? And and, and who's ensuring that we're part of? And, and, and to know that it's the most Jewish experience to go out and do what people would call outreach or kind of chesed work be within the community and beyond. Um, all of that is part of developing... The whole being, the wholeness of knowing that every element of one 's life is 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 connected to their Jewish identity, and that there 's no contradiction in the universal and the particular. I can be very focused on my particular identity, but i 'm part of a a universal experience of of knowing that uh, goodness for me means uh, my community and well beyond my community and, and- part of of
0: something much bigger bigger so you know while we're sitting here and chatting and you're, you you um, although you're sitting in a sweater in cold Israel I'm sitting in hot South Africa in a short sleeve shirt but Um, There's another difference. Right now we're here in the midst of holidays while you're there sitting in the classroom. So when we talk about holidays here, this is really the time for the role of parents, role of family. Where does Jewish education come into holidays? Where does it affect our outings, our trips, our
1: day-to-day? We had Hanukkah. Where, Where does that
0: come in within the family?
1: Right. Um, look, I know at this time of the year, many families, hundreds of families have sent their children to, to youth movements and to camps and that have just ended. And that's a tremendous now they're really commitment of families. now they're really home. But I'm saying that's a tremendous commitment to say we're going to, our children are going to spend three weeks in another immersive environment. Then they come home. Um, going on holiday, uh, for families, it means everything from preparation to the holiday itself. Do we say Tvilat derech as we, moving get, getting out the driveway and we start going or we get out onto the open road are we um, ensuring that there's kosher food along the way or uh, is it going to be available where we're going to be It's the it's the type of things we allow our children to go to and experience it's uh, if uh, children taking along their tefillin as well I mean we, we often see that children will put on boys will put on tefillin at school and they'll leave them at home in the holidays and as if it's two different personalities. But we're not schizophrenic as Jews. It's Our our Judaism goes with us. And uh, do we take candles with and make sure that even though it's Shabbat, wherever we are, we're going to light light the candles and say Kiddush on a Friday night. And uh, all all of that is part of a message that parents or families give to their children about the importance of something. Uh, We can't expect that the school alone is going to be able to ensure that continuity is there, even though attendance at a Jewish day school is plenty of research to show that it contributes substant- substantively to continuity um, of Jewish identity and into the next generations. Um, but that alone is not going to suffice if families don't indicate it's important. What children see parents doing, they know is important. And so they're, they're part yeah. of the team. Right, they are the
0: team. Exactly, they are the leaders of the team. And, and and you know that point that you said about um you know having a, a Shabbat and lighting candles and Kiddush and having that family, beautiful moment in time. And sometimes parents tell me, you know, it's hard in holidays. So we'll just, you know, we do it at home. But at holidays, it's more difficult. And I, actually, exactly what you said, it it's got to be whole. And the beauty of those beautiful moments that you have on a holiday. Of, you know, stopping the trip and, and enjoying a beautiful meal together and singing together and talking and chatting and the opportunity to discuss your traditions is beautiful and, and, and special. How do we keep that balance? And what do we have more of beautiful moments to take in the holidays? Because quite a bit of it is um, what we can do. And we want our kids to see the special kosher food we have. We don't want them necessarily to see, oh, we can't do this. We can't shop there. We can't go there. We can't do this. Is there any emphasis we can put in on, on special moments?
1: Um, look, the best advice is bring your children to Israel on a holiday. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like you Agreed. walk in a candy store for children. Um it's actually, we did that a few times with our children, and uh, and and it, and it really does have an effect. And and most people see Israel as not a place of visiting sanctity, but it's a place of visiting. It's the best holiday place because it has that freedom of everything's available. But but there's there's a wonderful book um, on the arts of gathering by Priya Parker, and uh, she uses Pesach, interestingly enough, in her book as one of the examples. But any time we gather, we gather for reasons. If we get together, we get together for reasons. And we so often forget to think about getting together. So families who get around a table or families who are sitting together, um, doing something together, or go on an outing together, or go on holiday together, very often we forget as parents to plan how we're going to make this into a special moment. And what happens is it runs away from us. We get back 10 days later. We've done our own thing as parents. The children have run and just everyone's passed. And we've really just, the place where we're staying has become a, just a, I don't know, just a, we've just passed one another in the dark between mm, we become roommates. Between meals and yeah, coming back, maybe even one or two meals together. But we come back and we realize all that potential for quality time it could even just be we're going to go and have a putt putt game together and we're going to have a family competition and we're going to do it together. And from there, we're going to go out together and eat. And, and it's, it's, it's those moments where you're able to just cut the world out from around us and, and make, make a focus on family time. As Jews, we know Friday night is the one, the one element that saves that for us. But if people are not doing that, it's important to introduce. Or to ensure that on holidays we are creating those moments. Moments don't just happen.
0: Exactly, they've it got to t- be created.
1: Yeah.
0: It took me time as a parent to realize that holidays were when I was a child. I'm not on holiday now. It, my kids are on holiday, but we are actually working and and investing in family time and making a special time for the family. So we uh, we do need to go and, and continue this discussion a bit more and see of different opportunities. We, however. We will take another ad break, and when we come back, we'll continue this fascinating discussion. I'm here with Rabbi Craig Kasev, uh, joining us for a discussion about Jewish education and Jewish identity. A beautiful topic. 101.9, Chai FM, short ad break, and we will be right back. Hi FM, 101.9 Megahertz of Life. 101.9, Chai FM, Chai We are back in the midst of a Beautiful discussion here with Rabbi Craig Kasev. Rabbi Kasev was is, is the former director of South African Board of Jewish Education and former director of the Global Jewish Education Resource Center in Israel, and part of um, program still of writing uh, educational content and and getting education around the world, Jewish education, which leads me to the next question: A parent who's listening to us and is not within a their child is not in a Jewish school. What are the resources and what are the opportunities they have to reach out in order to cover that gap and help their child get the identity that they wish to to share with
1: them? Um Ravaji the like we've spoken about, there's some there's some informal opportunities, which is like the youth movements and things like that. Um are the but academic that, resources. The academic resources. Um there's a tremendous amount online at the moment, online schooling. What I mean by online schooling is that, um, around the world, there are, I can give you some examples of things that we, that we work with, uh, across Europe, for example, there's a school called Zehud, which is an online school for across Europe. There's many places where there aren't Jewish day schools and where there aren't Jewish day schools. So how do I educate my child? Um, I can choose to enroll them to an online, Hebrew and Jewish Studies school, and two hours a week they'll learn, either by a private lesson or in a class with others. Uh, The same happens in South America. Across America, it's huge. There are many online schools where you can sign up and you can get uh, hire yourself a teacher. And um, there's hundreds of teachers waiting to teach an hour, two hours, and... To be, to, to, to make a choice to take one's child, not take one's child to a Jewish school. And at the same time, we worry about all these extra mules of dancing and sports and ballet and who knows what and public speaking and not worry about saying, well, they need to be good at tennis, but they need to learn something about their, their Judaism. There are so many, um, opportunities these days online that it's, it's really, it's no real excuse to say I can't find uh, two hours for my child to learn if they're really for some reason not going to choose a Jewish day school. Um, so there are those opportunities, and COVID created a world a that's world. got so many more opportunities, a, a, a whole new world of online opportunities for Jewish learning aimed specifically at, at uh, children at, at day school age. Okay. So m-
0: when we talk about going back to the schools, the Jewish schools, one of the things you mentioned, and we see that quite clearly, that there's a variety of Jewish schools, and there's a variety mm-hmm. of opportunities. And one could be a parent saying, well, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm just looking for a Jewish day school. How do I know what suits my values? How do I know how to connect? What are the tools that parents have mm-hmm. today to explore and understand that they feel comfortable that they're choosing the right environment for their child?
1: Um, the two key thing, things for me are, firstly, let your child go and spend a few days in that school, experiment, and secondly, that the parents should visit the school. So the and first the parents, thing you
0: said is quite unique to South Africa from what I've seen around the world. Um, definitely not haven't seen in Israel in the States. I don't know if you've seen in other countries, but you do have that opportunity to go try out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an independent school. They they can certainly all schools can welcome a child in for a few days and let them go try it out and let them see it, uh, because there are so many opportunities. One may not be a good fit, but then try out another one. There's uh, there's more than enough opportunities with Tuesday schools and just to try the find the right one which is a good fit. And parents should go and spend some time there. They should go walk around. They should see it. You can tell a lot from just. Walking in an environment, the walls of a school tell you a fortune. Uh, look at the pictures on the wall. Look at the look at what's going on. Listen for the music. Uh, listen to see how people talk, how people treat one another. Those interactions. Uh, I, I think it's critically important that a parent should walk around the school space where they would think to send their child. And see Even watch the, the kids play. Should visit, watch them absolutely, and watch
0: see them. if if you connect and see that that um, fits in with what you would address. Yes. When it comes to Jewish schooling challenges, what are you seeing today at today's day and age? Every few years we know that we have other challenges. What are we facing as parents, as educators, the challenges of
1: today? Um, there's a number of areas, but uh, let's just say from the educational point of view um, – there's some international crises, the shortage of high-quality uh, Jewish educators. Um, it is not, that would not be a South African problem alone. It would be, if you want to be able to find good Hebrew teachers, you want to find good Jewish studies teachers, people who've got backgrounds, degrees, um, good content knowledge, that's a problem that's been faced around the entire world, and, and many trying to address that problem. Both in locally in South Africa and, and in other places in the world. Um, there, there's something else that, that, that one notices is that the sophistication of Jewish learning for school age children, uh, very often you would have people with good knowledge, but over the years haven't developed what I refer to as pedagogy content knowledge, that PCK. So it's one thing to be able to have knowledge, but how does one convey it? What are the different and new and, and, and uh, methodologies, practices, pedagogies, whichever word one wants to use, which makes it easier to understand, um, that, that bring in modern and high quality where we know there's certain pedagogies that are going to lead to greater learning than others. And very often our educators don't get access. And that was part of also the reason for the global platform being set up was to be able to ensure there was, um, easier and Largely free access to many, uh, much more um, professional development for Jewish edu- edu- educators, for ed- educators, educators the world. as well.
0: So basically, in, yeah. in simple words, how do we stay up to date and get the tools that we have mm-hmm. today to teach and explore and and lead? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very often, edu- uh, educators uh, got my degree. Um, I know what to do in my field. There's no such thing in 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 any field in the world. One has to continually be learning, reading um updating themselves on on methodology, on on the latest science, on, on uh what's good education. Meaning is there a
0: feeling that sometimes we don't take it as seriously as other studies or other extra murals and and challenges.
1: Yes I was gonna bring I was gonna mention that from another angle is that very often communities don't support Jewish education enough because um you know doctor's a profession. Lawyers are profession. Jewish educators or education sometimes is not even treated with as a profession, whereas in actual fact, education is it's a probably the profession. most uh, formative, impactful um, profession on our lives. And um, sometimes we don't see it with the seriousness that it should be seen and the investment is therefore not as great as it should be into, into education. I mean, South Africa is one of those places where we saw tremendous amounts of investment. It can always be more, but I'm seeing around other places in the world where where communities are just not investing enough in, in the next generation becoming Jewish educators. And a lot of that stems out of the way people speak about it at home, um, the way they speak about education at home. Children grow up not thinking that's the profession I would want to uh, embark upon and so it's the way we speak about it and, and, uh, the status that we give to it. Yeah. Um, we sometimes
0: don't even, don't notice how, how many times we hear very successful people that I've interviewed or discussed or spoken. They always brought their success down to a certain teacher that believed in them or connected to them. And we don't realize the huge impact that we have, which is a, a very, Fair point I think we need to look at. We do need to take our last ad break for the hour, and when we come back, we will uh, be towards the end of the show. 101.9 FM, Chay Chinuch Rabbi G. A short ad break, and we will be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 FM, Chay Chinuch Rabbi G. We are back to the last, really last few moments of the show, and had a fascinating discussion today with Rabbi Craig Kasev, Uh, who you all know uh, as the former Deputy of uh, Board of Jewish Education in South Africa and the projects we spoke about. I don't want to use too much of that time because I want to ask the rabbi, as we end the show, what is your message for Jewish education in South Africa? And I know I put you on the the spot for (laughs) for this question,
1: but you were the leader here for a long time. Yeah, I'll tell you, you, Rabbi G., that Jewish education – there's, there's no doubt it impacts on different areas of, of of our nation, of our people. It's not just about what am I doing? Am I sending my child to school now for grade three? The question is, it's a much bigger question, and that is, what am I doing for 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 my child's future, my family's future, the the Jewish people? And, I, and I'm not over dramatizing it because each and every one of us is part of a much greater story and. And, and, and Jewish schooling is about Jewish identity. It's con- continuity. It's community investment and connection. It's about our future leadership of our communities, connection to Israel. It's something far greater. It's an investment that, that is almost immeasurable to say I'm choosing Jewish education, um, it be, because it's, 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 it's something so much bigger. And so the importance of making that choice, investing in that choice, and for the community uh, communities to continue investing in their Jewish schools, ensuring that, th- that they're excellent in every way, provide all the needs that children should have in all areas of their schooling, uh, and of, of course a focus in Jewish education. But it needs to be broad in every way. Schools need to provide the broad needs for children. And so, as as a community which I, I spent so many years seeing just how important it was and how it was invested in. That needs to continue into the future and only grow and only get, get stronger um, to ensure the, the success of the community as a whole into the future. There's no doubt that we Jewish day schools have closed down. I don't know, take Benoni, take other areas. You watch those communities shrink. Communities' health and future is dependent on strong, successful Jewish day schools and investments in our youth, caring about their community and wanting to lead their communities into the future. It's a, it's, it's really important.
0: It's the foundation for the future and looking into the, the bit, every, every aspect of Jewish life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you, Rabbi Kesef, for being with us today. It was a real complete pleasure having you and discussing this live and this very important message of yours. Really, really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for hosting me. And Thank enjoy. Um, we will be in touch. Please, God. 101.9 Chai FM Chaichinuch, Rabbi G. Another great show comes to the end. And we will be back here next Monday, 2 to 3, discussing all the important stuff and education that we do um, generally and specifically and any thoughts you have or you want to share we will discuss here on the show this is a communities program and that's why we discuss all of that here on the show thank you craig for running this show as always and thank you for the listeners stay safe and we will be back next monday two to three and have a great holiday